discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. At first, it was simply common knowledge that no quote-unquote rights-respecting society would even dare consider their use. Then, it was quietly labeled a conspiracy theory by fact-checkers to suggest that they would, or even could, be a consideration sometime in the very near future. Shortly thereafter, they were openly discussed in the media as a quote-unquote bad idea, while governments around the world insisted that they had no plans to implement them. Even the World Health Organization at the time urged caution against their use. Fast forward not too long after that to here and now they have officially arrived. I am of course speaking of quote-unquote vaccine passports and now the flip-flopping governments are in some cases strongly recommending them while some countries have straight up mandated them while at least one of them appears to have completely reversed their decision already. But more about that and so much more coming up. You're listening to Alternate Current Radio. I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. Howdy, folks. I know, I know. It must seem like it took a really long time for me to get to this point in this little series here on The Daily Ruckus, especially when compared to how fast we got here in real life. That's right, quote-unquote vaccine passports are no longer a conspiracy theory, no longer a quote-unquote bad idea, no longer up for debate in most places, as reported by AP News August 26, 2021. What is a COVID-19? passport and do I need one? Vaccine passports are digital or paper documents that show you were vaccinated against COVID-19 and could help you get into a growing number of places. What they look like and why you might want one depends on where you live, but more private venues, workplaces, and governments are requiring proof of vaccination in public settings. Europe and U.S. states like California and New York created official digital credentials that let you verify your COVID-19 immunization record and convert it into a scannable QR code you can pull up on your cell phone. Most places that require vaccination proof also accept simpler options, such as the paper card noting the dates of your shots from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. In the U.S., showing a photo of that card on your phone will usually suffice. Denmark, Greece, France, 
France, Italy, some Canadian provinces, and the U.S. cities of New Orleans, New York, and San Francisco are among the places, at the time, that have vaccination requirements to get into places like indoor restaurants or theaters. Enforcement varies, and many places also accept a recent negative test for the virus, a partial vaccination, or proof that you have previously recovered from the disease. Even without government mandates, more businesses in countries where vaccines are readily available are starting to ask for proof that you got the shots, so long as their local governments haven't blocked them from doing so. Officials around the world were initially reluctant to mandate vaccines, but some now hope doing so will persuade more people to get the shots. Businesses requiring proof of vaccination say they are trying to make customers and employees feel safe. Protesters in France and elsewhere have criticized vaccine mandates as invasive and restricting freedom of movement. Privacy advocates have raised concerns about getting people in the habit of having their phones scanned wherever they go, and generally favor options that won't be tracked, such as a paper record or a digital copy in your phone that can be shown at the door. APnews.com so there we have it, folks. And if you managed to catch the last episode in this series, you may remember that the timeline concerning quote-unquote vaccine passports as it played out in the UK involved a lot of flip-flopping, denial, and dodging on the part of the government officials at the time. At first, they were completely against it. Then they insisted they had no plans for it. Then they thought it was a great idea. Eventually, they all agreed that it was absolutely necessary. And in a follow-up to all of that, the BBC News is reporting that the England vaccine passport plans have been ditched. Plans to introduce vaccine passports for access into nightclubs and large events in England will not go ahead, the health secretary has said. Sajid Javid told the BBC, quote, We shouldn't be doing things for the sake of it, end quote. It was thought the plan, which came under criticism from venues and some MPs, would be introduced at the end of this month. Just a week ago, the vaccines minister had defended the scheme as the quote-unquote best way to keep the night industry open. Number 10 stressed the plan, which had been set to be introduced at the end of this month, would be kept quote-unquote in reserve should it be needed over autumn or winter. Under the scheme, people would have been required to show proof, whether of double vaccination, a negative COVID test, or finishing self-isolating after a positive PCR test, in order to gain entry to clubs and other crowded events. The Nighttime Industries Association had said the plans could have crippled the industry and led to nightclubs facing discrimination cases. The industry body welcomed Sunday's announcement, saying it hoped businesses could now plan with some certainty and start to rebuild the sector. The Music Venue Trust, which aims to protect grassroots venues, also said it was glad vaccine passports would not be going ahead describing them as quote-unquote problematic. There had been opposition from Tory MPs on the COVID recovery group, as well as the Liberal Democrats, whose leader Ed Davey called vaccine passports, quote, divisive, unworkable, and expensive, end quote. Speaking on the Andrew Marr show, Mr. Javiz said, quote, we just shouldn't be doing things for the sake of it, or because others are doing it, and we should look at every possible intervention properly, end quote. He said he had, quote, never liked the idea of saying to people you must show your 
your papers to do what is just an everyday activity. He added, We've looked at it properly, and whilst we should keep it in reserve as a potential option, I'm pleased to say that we will not be going ahead with plans for vaccine passports. End quote. Mr. Javid denied the government was quote-unquote running scared on the policy after criticism from its own backbenchers. He said the passports were not needed because of other things in the quote-unquote wall of defense, including high vaccine uptake, testing, surveillance, and new treatments. The move to scrap vaccine passports appears to be a sharp U-turn by the government. On the same TV program last week, Vaccines Minister Nadim Zawi said the end of September was the right time to start the vaccine passport scheme for sites with large crowds because all over 18s would have been offered two jabs by then, and it was the quote-unquote best way to keep the night industry open. In the interview, Mr. Javid also said he wanted to quote-unquote get rid of PCR tests for travel and has asked for advice on the issue. He was quote-unquote not anticipating any more lockdowns, although it would be quote irresponsible to take everything off the table, end quote. And if the UK's chief medical officers advised 12 to 15 year olds should be vaccinated, quote, we can start within a week, end quote, and schools were already preparing for it. The UK's advisory board, the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunization, JCVI, has recommended against doing so, except for children with particular health problems, but the final say is with the CMOs. Scotland is taking a different approach to England. They will bring in a vaccine passport for over 18s for entry to nightclubs and many large events starting in October. In Wales, ministers will decide next week whether to introduce the scheme. There are no current plans for a similar scheme in Northern Ireland. BBC.com So that's some good news right there. I lean towards the theory that this was them quote-unquote running scared, i.e. basically they got too much pushback and realized there was no way they were going to get away with this, so they quickly did a 180. And this 180 worked in the favor of the general public, albeit arguably temporarily, because they did say, although they're not moving forward with the vaccine passports now, they are going to keep them quote-unquote on reserve for later. And another organization who seems completely on board with the exact same line of thinking appears to be the World Health Organization, who, no pun intended, as evidenced in the previous episode in this series, appeared to be taking a stance against the use of vaccine passports. Well, not anymore. As reported by U.S. News and World Report, the World Health Organization on Tuesday indicated that while now is not the time to use COVID-19 vaccine passports, they could be implemented in the future. WHO Director General Tedros Adnan Ghebreyesus said at a press conference that vaccine passports should not be used at this time, particularly not as a prerequisite for travel, quote, because of lack of vaccine equity, end quote. He added, quote, but for the future, when vaccine coverage increases globally, it can be considered. End quote. Tedros said WHO is working with countries that are considering using the documentation. Quote, that's why we're helping countries who are working on vaccine passports so that we can have a uniform system when vaccine passport is needed and when it's time to use it. End quote. But vaccine passports at this stage in the pandemic would lead to discrimination against countries with little access to the shots, Tedros said. The comments come after Britain cancelled its plans to introduce 
vaccine passports to access venues like nightclubs and other crowded events. But Sajid Javid, Britain's health secretary, said the passports could be a quote-unquote potential option for the future as the country grapples with a late-summer coronavirus surge. Vaccine passports have been seen as a way to restart economies to some, while others have criticized the documentation as creating further divide between wealthy nations and low-income countries that don't have widespread access to the shots. The topic also faces strong pushback from those who are vaccine-hesitant or who do not wish to share their health data. U.S. health officials have said that it is not the role of the government to create such a passport or hold that kind of data on its citizens. USnews.com a lot of this sounds like something that was definitely considered just a conspiracy theory not that long ago. Would you care to travel back in time with me and see what that looked like? Not only that, let's see what that looked like from the other side, so to speak. The following was written by a gentleman by the name of John Amato. I assume he identifies as a gentleman. Apologies in advance if I'm completely wrong here, John. Fair warning to all of the listeners, Mr. Amato is quite evidently not a fan of a certain group of the population. I think you'll be able to figure out exactly who very quickly. Headline, Nigel Farage spouts absurd conspiracy theory about vaccine cards, with the subheading, quote, these people throw out conspiracy theories like they breathe, end quote. Posted June 12, 2021 on crooksandliars.com. Nigel Farage, the leader of the Brexit movement, continued his penchant for spreading lies, but this time it was about vaccine passport cards. Farage admitted to lying to the UK when he promised that £350 million a week would be spent on the NHS if the UK backed a Brexit vote. Farage joined Tucker Carlson's White Power Hour to discuss former British leader Tony Blair, who went on television supporting vaccine passports for everybody to help turn the tide against COVID-19. Carlson huffed and puffed, saying, quote, you have to give up your freedoms, and Quote. Oh my. Farage concurred and said of Blair's interview, quote, Blair said we must adjust our freedoms. What he meant, of course, was the state must confiscate our freedoms, end quote. Farage said Blair is promoting mandating every person having a vaccine passport card. He then held up his own card, indicating that he had been vaccinated. Every person gets a card after they get their vaccine. Farage continued, quote, what Blair is actually saying is more than that, is that having people people vaccinated creates two classes of people, end quote. Then Farage promoted his own government conspiracy theory. Quote, it's just the first step, he said. What Blair and the others really want is to make us all have a contact app on our telephones so they can track us wherever we go 24-7, end quote. Carlson just nodded his head like a dope. So the new conspiracy theory is, I believe, that after you get a vaccine card, the government will force you to download and install a vaccine vaccine app which the government will use to steal your data and track your whereabouts. Booga booga boo. Depicting getting vaccinated as some 1984 fascist regime requirement has not only been dangerous and destructive, it's getting people killed and infected as we speak. Crooksandliars.com Bravo, John Amato. Bravo. I sure hope you make a lot of money because you are, by far, hands down, an exceptional writer, indeed. I, for one, think it would be incredibly ironic if today, just 
Three months away from that article, Mr. John Amato winds up reporting about what's taking place in Australia, because just a scant three months ago, he believed the idea that any government would force you to download and install a vaccine app, then use it to steal your data and track your whereabouts, was just a crazy conspiracy theory. Quote, booga booga boo, end quote. And exactly what is going on in Australia right now? That would make yours truly say such a thing? Well, in case you haven't heard, as reported by Innovation AUS. South Australian Premier Stephen Marshall has lauded the state's home quarantine app as a quote-unquote great innovation and revealed plans to expand its use around the nation as Australia's borders reopen. The South Australian government is currently conducting a pilot of the Home Quarantine SA app, which uses facial recognition technology to confirm a user's identity and location with about 50 people who have returned to the state from New South Wales. Using the app, these people are quarantining in their homes and providing multiple check-ins to prove they are at that location. Those check-ins involve the use of facial recognition and geolocation, with users given 15 minutes to confirm their location and identity when required. If one of these check-ins is missed, they will get a call from the Home Quarantine SA team, and if that is missed too, then a compliance officer will be sent to the address. A similar app has been used in Western Australia now for several months, and it appears likely other offerings with similar functionality will be used across the country as state and national borders open. Mr. Marshall has said the current pilot has been successful so far and will be broadened in the coming months, with Australian Defence Force personnel next in line. Mr. Marshall told Sky News on the weekend, quote, The trial's underway now. We're into our our third week. I think it's a great innovation that can be rolled out right across the country. Ultimately, home-based quarantine has got to be preferable, but it's got to be safe as well." End quote. Prime Minister Scott Morrison also pointed to the quarantine apps in an interview on the weekend. Mr. Morrison said, quote, "...the technology is there to do it. It's just important that the states get in a position to scale that up, so vaccinated Australians, once we hit 80%, can take off again." End quote. Privacy and civil rights advocates have raised some concerns with the use of facial recognition to track the location of individuals undertaking home quarantine. Deakin University senior lecturer and Australian Privacy Foundation vice chair Dr. Monique Mann said the use of such technology for surveillance is troubling, but may be the best option available to governments around the country. Quote, I can see that this app serves a purpose, and what are the alternatives? We've got hotel quarantine, we've got ankle bracelets, but I'm not sure either of those are necessarily better options, and I think people will be more inclined to use an app like this than have an ankle bracelet on," Dr. Mann told Innovation AUS. Under circumstances where it is necessary, proportionate, and the least invasive form, and serving a legitimate objective, then it may be suitable and appropriate, but we need to ensure there are appropriate safeguards, particularly around the regulation of facial recognition. There have been a series of calls by a range of different groups and individuals for a moratorium on the use of this technology until the appropriate regulatory frameworks are in place." End quote. But Dr. Mann said she is concerned about potential scope creep and the normalization of technological surveillance during the pandemic. Quote, I'm really concerned about this normalization of surveillance and surveillance technology under the cover of COVID, where people in society become used to or accept that there are all of these 
these intrusions into their life, she said. We have all of these tech solutions to problems presented by COVID. It's surveillance solutionism. The pandemic in particular is really just facilitating this type of surveillance solutionism. Everything is solved with the solution of surveillance. It's really problematic. Where does it go next? End quote. The SA Quarantine app is marketed as a, quote, safe, sustainable, and cost-effective alternative to Medi Hotel Quarantine, end quote. The privacy statement for the app states that information collected through it, including biometrics, will be, quote, encrypted immediately upon submission, end quote, and then transferred to a secure server in Australia under control of the SA government. Quote, this information is used solely by the government of South Australia for compliance with directions under the Emergency Act 2004 as amended from time to time and or contact tracing activities, the privacy statement says. This information will be destroyed at the conclusion of the COVID-19 pandemic, unless required for enforcement purposes for any alleged breach of a direction by you under the Emergency Management Act 2004. If used for these purposes, the information will only be retained as long as necessary. End quote. Information collected by the app includes geolocation data, the device's camera for facial recognition purposes, and access to device information to ensure it is, quote, not jailbroken or a user has obtained privileged control of the device, end quote. Home Quarantine SA will be operated in compliance with the information privacy principles, the government said, quote, we will take reasonable security measures to protect personal information from loss, unauthorized access, use modification, disclosure, or other misuse. We will ensure personal information is stored securely, not kept longer than necessary, and disposed of appropriately. The privacy statement says, quote, Strong data encryption mechanisms are also used to protect your personal information during data transmission and when your data is stored, end quote. There have been ongoing concerns among civil and digital rights advocates and legal organizations about COVID-19 measures that potentially breach the privacy of individuals and their potential for misuse. Multiple police forces around the country have attempted to access data from QR code check-in apps, with only a handful of states moving to completely block this. Privacy Commissioner Angeline Falk this month said this could quote-unquote undermine contact tracing efforts, the main purpose of the apps, and called for police access to be prohibited. InnovationAUS.com Well, <laughs> I stand corrected. Many, many apologies to Mr. John Amato. Us crazy conspiracy theorists were completely wrong, even though governments do want to track our whereabouts, apparently they are not going to attempt to steal our data. That's the job of the police. And I might add Facebook and Google, but that's a story for another day. One whose various chapters you may have even actually heard here on The Daily Ruckus. Anyways, folks, the tongue-in-cheekedness stops here. Please join me next time as I explore the vaccine passport timeline as it went down and is occurring as I speak here on this side of the pond in the good old USA. Well, perhaps that's a misnomer, because I don't think she's the good old USA anymore. It's starting to look more and more like Nazi Germany every day. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Tuesday, September 14, 2021. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.